Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. We're officially on episode 18 of the show. Um, today I'm here with Catherine of CatherineFordRichter.com. Catherine Ford Richter is a self-care and mindset coach and registered nurse. She helps burnt out entrepreneurs, business owners, and professionals incorporate daily self-care into their lives and feel more empowered to become happier, healthier, and ultimately more successful as a result. Her background as a nurse, yoga instructor, and essential oils educator reflect in her work with her clients, and she loves how her skills complement one another. It is her mission to coach as many people as possible so that they can feel balanced and have more energy to share their light with the world. I can't wait to chat with Catherine about self-care and why it's so very important for entrepreneurs. Let's dive right in. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here, and I can't wait to chat more about self-care with you. Thanks. So before we dive into the episode, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and really how you got started doing it all. Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much for having me, Jenny. I, um, you know, I got started because I knew I always wanted to help people. That was my mission in life. And for years, I wanted to be a nurse, and I didn't end up taking that path initially. And um, eventually, I went back to school. I was a yoga instructor. I had been teaching yoga, and I decided to go back to school and become a nurse. I finally felt ready as an adult after my second degree, like, okay, I'm ready to do this when I'm 30. <laughs> um, and, and I went back to school to become a nurse, and, and then it wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be. And I was super burnt out really quickly. And I thought, Oh, this isn't going to, this isn't going to be good for another 30, 35 years. And, um, you know, somewhere along the lines I had heard of coaching and I thought, Hmm, that sounds like something that might be useful to learn more about. I have all these different tools. Why don't I explore? So kind of fast forward, I ended up taking a coaching program and for the last couple of years have been a coach um, primarily I, now it's self-care and mindset cause that seems to be what it's all about. Yeah. And so I really work with primarily women to help them figure it all out, right? Like we're all in this together and we're all figuring it out. And I think for me, you know, self-care is so important, especially as a business owner, as I'm sure you know, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so I take that and I integrate you know, I also teach yoga. Sorry, my phone is beeping over here. Um, I also teach yoga and I am an essential oils educator and I also practice Reiki. So I feel like I have all these tools to kind of help people depending upon, you know, what it is that they got going on. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I know self-care is super important, especially for entrepreneurs. Um, I know they say you gain a lot of weight when you actually work nine to five, but I find that you're just as sedentary when you work at home if you don't make uh, self-care and you know working out um, a part of your routine. So it's definitely something that us as entrepreneurs need to be more educated on and take more seriously. Cause I know when I first started, I was like, Oh, you know, I'll make time to go to the gym. Of course I'll go in the middle of the day. No one will be there. It's fine. And then, you know, things happen and that, that doesn't actually end up being the case. And some nights I'll be like, okay, well, you know, I'm, 
I'm going to take a bath or, and then something comes up. So it's like that self-care is just, it always gets put on the back burner for me personally. So I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. Oh, girlfriend, you are definitely not the only one. And the truth is sometimes that happens to me too. And people are like, what do you mean? You're a coach. I'm like, yeah, but I'm human. Right. And so I might have every intention. Like tonight I'm going to yoga at 515. That is on my calendar. I've booked Mm -hmm. all day. That is happening. Right. Yeah. But there are other days where sometimes things just come up and you don't anticipate it. So I think that's why one of the things that I always recommend for people if they can is to try to do it first thing in the morning, because then it's like, as the day progresses, if it gets crazier and crazier and crazier, you've already made the time and you've already done whatever it is that recharges you. Sometimes it doesn't work for people, but, um, you know, I think it's about figuring out what works for you and also recognizing that it's going to look different every day, right? So it's not like, oh, I go to the gym five days a week and I practice yoga five days a week and I meditate, you know, like that, that might good. If you do, if you can do that, like, Yes. Right. But I think it's learning how to cut yourself some slack. Mm -hmm. It's, Hey, you know what? Like I try to do it about three days a week. That really works for me. The days that I'm not able to go to the gym or to practice yoga, I really just try to make sure that I, you know, whatever it is that that works for you. Maybe it's like, Oh, I try to have a healthy lunch and I try to meditate for 10, five or 10 minutes. or I just try to take a little walk, you know, just something to break up the day, something to like charging your phone, right? What is that thing? that recharges you so that you can show up fully present for yourself, but as a business owner and the people that are in your life that depend on you. That's a, it's a great way to put it. Cause like every time I go to the gym, I feel amazing afterwards. It's just really getting there. That is the hard part. So I plan to go tonight cause I, I like classes. Like I just feel like I do better in that type of environment. So I do a dance class Wednesday nights. And I've been not able to go the past couple of Wednesdays because, you know, something's come up, but it's like my favorite class and it's very motivating. And I always leave feeling super energized, um, which is kind of a bad thing because it's 8.15 when I get out of the class, <laughs> so I shouldn't be really pumped. But You, you know, need I, some more calming essential oils to bring you back down after, <laughs> yeah. after your class. Yeah, I come home and my husband's like ready to go to the bed and I'm like, I want to dance some more. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like that class is at that time. But um, really just kind of working those into my routine has been really beneficial to me because like I said, if I don't put it on my calendar, it's not going to happen. So just knowing when the classes are and making time for them saying, I'm going to this class. I don't care what else happens unless it's like a life or death emergency. Yeah. I'm going to go. <laughs> and I, that's, it's such a great, that's such awesome that you do that. That's because that's what I say all the time. That's my advice is there are certain non-negotiables, right? And some people say, I have a, I have a call with a client. I would absolutely not reschedule it. Or I have a meeting with so-and-so I would never reschedule yeah. it. So I say, treat your time just like that. Don't reschedule it, right? And obviously we get like if something comes up and you need to push it five or 10 minutes, but mm-hmm. don't get rid of it all together because all so often, oh, I can just push that. I can just push that. And the next thing you know, every, every you're always pushing the time for you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that as you can see on the days that you do those things, you're like, oh, I feel so good, right? Yeah. And so it's like make it a, a, a non-negotiable. And even if you're someone that plans out your week's write them in ahead of time. And if you're, you you know, you go to certain classes, like those just go on the calendar and you're like, Mm -hmm. boom, they're in. And then you plan around those things. So you don't have an excuse really not to. 
Exactly. Yeah. That's something I try to do. I mean, last week was kind of crazy because we had snow. So oh, I, I know. live in Texas, so that's not really normal. So I wasn't about oh. to drive to my class in the snow. Um, and I was trying <laughs> to enjoy the snow because we don't see it very often here, but, um, you know, things like that. It's like, okay, that's, that's kind of a cool thing to like a decent reason to skip a class over. But yeah, things like, oh, I will, I, you know, I have some client work to do or something. It's like, it can be done after or tomorrow. It doesn't necessarily need to be done right at that exact moment. So it's just something that people need to kind of fit in their schedule no matter what, especially because as entrepreneurs, because we're sitting, well, me personally, I'm sitting most of my day, just like I would be at a nine to five. So, you know, having like going on a walk or having some type of physical activity is really necessary for me to get up and moving and not being sedentary all the time. Yeah. I think when you're an entrepreneur, especially if you're an online entrepreneur, it's like you're sucked into the black hole of the computer and you don't even realize it. And I remember my husband, he is a, he's a manager for a solar company and he's worked from home for a long time. And um, he would say, oh, I forgot to eat today. And I remember thinking, how does one forget to eat? <laughs> and then I became an entrepreneur yeah. working from home and forgot to eat. And it's I, like, I, I, speak, I haven't eaten and it's 2 p.m. So Right. And so again, it's like, and, and it's taken me, honestly, like it's taken me a long time to figure this out. But I, like you literally have to plan in food. Yeah. Plan in lunchtime. And it's like, even if it's like now, I just finished making a stir fry and I was like, oh God, I have five minutes to eat this before <laughs> I come on with you, right? So I was like, probably not the best planning. But yeah, again, it's like all those little things is really useful so that you can set yourself up for success. And I think one of the things that's really important too to remember is to be kind and to be gentle to yourself because mm -hmm. I think so often I find that people that are in this, in this, these roles of working from home tend to be such perfectionists, like mm -hmm. tend to be type A, like, right. Like on a mission. And it's like you mentioned before, I have stuff that I need to do. Maybe I can do it tomorrow. And I say that all the time. I'm like, you're always going to have something to do. That to-do list is never going to go away. <laughs> it's just a matter of, can you pick one thing? Like, is there one major thing that you have to do today? Yeah. And every other thing, my coach told me this and I was like, oh, I love this idea. Have, have like a list. So it's a T, right? So you make, uh -huh. you draw a line and a line. And on the left side, it's your one thing. What's the mm -hmm. one thing you want to get done today? Everything else, I decided to call it my to remember list. Mm -hmm. And that helps me because I commit it down. These are things I need to remember. I know I need to do them, but as long as they're written down, mm -hmm. I know it like gives me permission to know. I'd love to get to it today, but if I don't, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. It'll be there tomorrow. I think that's super it beneficial. Won't collapse. <laughs> no yeah. one's going to die. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And I think that's something we need to keep in mind because like you said, no one's going to die if we don't get that specific thing done, you know? So it's just a matter of being less hard on yourself and just kind of realizing what is really important. And a, and a lot of people struggle with that in the beginning because they're like, they don't know how to prioritize every little portion of their business. They're like, they don't understand what's most important and what's not. And then they spend time on tasks that aren't necessarily the most important at that time. They may be great down the line, but at this point in time, there's something that could have been done that is more important and more pressing and, you know, more of a money generator. But 
you know, a lot of people kind of just need to get into their groove when they're first starting out because they just, they're like, oh my gosh, so much freedom. I don't know where to even start. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's a great tip. Yeah. And I think, you know, what's really important too is to have like an accountability buddy, have somebody that's either in, in the same boat as you or a couple steps ahead of you to help you fill in those gaps and, and help you see like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have all these things to do. I'm so overwhelmed and, and to figure out what's more important. And I think the, the sad reality as new business owners and business owners of five, 10, 20 years, I think that we, we do these things because we have a passion for it. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think again, we tend to forget that that passion is well and good, but if you're not doing things to refresh that, Mm -hmm. that you're eventually not going to show up as well as you want to and in exactly. the way that you want to. So it's like for new business owners, that's like the message, right? Yeah. Like yeah. every day doesn't matter. I know you think that it's not a money making activity, but I can guarantee you if you're exhausted and you hop on a call and you're trying to close a client, they're going to sense that your energy is zapped. They're going to think, I'm not really feeling this. But if you took the time and said, I'm going to just take like 15 minutes to just do whatever I need to do to get to that space, raise my vibe, right? Raise my energy. Mm -hmm. When you get on that call, they're going to notice it and you're going to show up in a really different way. Very true. Yeah. I feel like those days that I'm feeling more energized and I took like a couple of seconds out of my day to actually do something for myself, whether that's like a face mask or, you know, something in that, like take a bubble bath or something, even as silly as it sounds, it really helps you get into a better mindset because you're, you know, you feel like you did something that wasn't work in your day. So you're like, okay, I'm ready to tackle this work and close this client or, you know, make this project that I need to do or, you know, anything within your own business, even just so that you're, you're, you're just, you know, when you put yourself first for one second, it helps. Like, even if it's just like five or 10 minutes to me, it's just, it makes so much of a difference in my entire day. Like my energy is higher. Like everything is just maximized and it's so much better. And it's something that, you know, I do maybe once or twice a week, but it could be up to at least three times a week of, you know, either working out or doing something um, to treat myself, even if it's just something as simple as taking 15 minutes to put on a face mask. <laughs> and that's just it is it's, it doesn't have to be this big, huge thing. It's just whatever works for you, you know? And I think it's funny. I read this article, um, you know, it was like self-care isn't all bubble baths. Right. And, um, and I really, I really appreciated that people talked about that because I think the other thing to remember too is like self-care sometimes isn't pretty. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's not like a face mask in a bubble bath and yeah. like a meditation. Right. Sometimes it's like, sitting there having a good cry because you're like, wow, I'm so freaking overwhelmed. Like I'm not sleeping. I haven't done anything. And it's like really honoring like yeah. what's coming up for you and owning that. Right. And so mm -hmm. self-care isn't always a fun thing. Sometimes no. it's like showing up and doing the work. That's really hard. Like sometimes it's like, for me, it's like showing up on a coaching call. And if I had a hard day, it's like, Oh, it's hard. It's not yeah. fun, but it needs to happen. And that's part of my self-care. And so I think I just wanted to kind of place that nugget in there for the people that think that, that self-care is just like roses and butterflies. Yeah. Sometimes it's not, it's doing the hard work, but again, it's like, it always pays off. And, yeah. and, it's, and it's, again, it's just figuring out like, what is it that you need at that time? And knowing that 
it changes. It always changes. So what worked yesterday or what you need yesterday may be very different than tomorrow and will be different over the summer versus yeah. the winter. Exactly. You just kind of need to figure out what you need that specific day or time. Totally. So what does your self-care routine look like on a day-to-day basis? Of course, I'm sure it's differing, but just like general. Well, that was like perfect timing for this question. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's so funny. That's like perfect timing. And I think we kind of cut out a little bit there. Um, You know, I sort of have my non-negotiables and that is I wake up every morning and I just take a couple minutes. Some days I hop on my phone. I'm not even going to lie. I, I try not to, but I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm like, what do I have going on? Let me check my emails, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. But it's like, I always try to, whatever it is, once I get out of bed, I go over, I get my hot, make my hot water with my essential oil, lemon oil, and I just sit for a couple minutes. And where we are, we have a view of the water. And so I sit and I just sit for a couple minutes and I just try to take some slow, deep breaths, you know, meditation or whatever. But I kind of like to do it with my eyes open because it's such a pretty sight. Um, and I, I use a couple of the different essential oils. Like one of them is a grounding blend. And I really like that to start the day to kind of help me feel grounded. Um, sometimes I'll put a little peppermint in my hand and take a take a few deep breaths again because it's really uplifting. And so it's kind of a way to say, all right, girlfriend, it's time to get up and, and face the day. Um, you know, and sometimes it's just as simple as that before if I have a really busy day. Um, I don't often practice yoga in the morning. I just find that my body's kind of tight. So sometimes just like taking a walk or whatever, but I find that for me, my yoga practice is really what grounds me. So I try really, really hard to make that a priority. And I think one of the things to remember too with the yoga practice is there's like the physical asana, the poses, but sometimes it's just like living your yoga and being intentional in what you do that day, which is also self-care. So I try really hard to, you know, if I can't make it to a class that day to try to just take, you know, if I can anywhere from like 10 minutes to an hour to do something at home. And sometimes it's just some stretches. Um, and you know, I also find too, even though it's freezing outside, I live in, in Rhode Island is to try to get up and take a walk because I, I know the feeling where it's like you get sucked into the computer or you're on calls back to back. And I find that the cold shock really just readjusts my energy, um, and just kind of wakes me up and it's like, all right, I can get through the second half of the day. Um, you know, I think those things are really important. Um, those are like my non, non-negotiables. Um, eight plus hours of sleep um, is for me is a non-negotiable. I, you know, I'm not, I, I know not everyone has that luxury, um, but for me, that's what I need. And so I know that my day is going to be okay if I have the eight hours. Um, and another thing that I do at the end of the day, which I love is it's called three good things. Mm -hmm. So it's similar to a gratitude journal, but I just write three good things that happened that day. And it might be that I had a really good call. It might be that I, you know, met someone new. It might be that I took a lovely walk. It might be, you know, I took a nice bath, whatever it is. But it's just three things that I feel like I can end the day on a positive note. And I think that's really useful to me too. I used to do something similar and I kind of fell out of the habit. But yeah, I felt like it was really beneficial because it allowed me to reflect on my day and kind of see 
you know, even if it may have not have been a good day overall, there were some good aspects in the day, whether it was, you know, something big or small, like it just kind of helped me put everything into perspective and say like, oh, this wasn't the worst day ever because this, this, and this happened. And these things, although they're smaller, it was, you know, it helped make the day not as terrible as it would have been if just this one bad thing occurred and nothing else happened. So yeah, I think that's a really good way to just remain grateful and just kind of keep track of how your days are going in general. Like I like, I like to look back and see how everything, um, progress in like, you know, in those moments that I'm not feeling so grateful or I'm not feeling so great about something in general, I'll look back and be like, okay, you know, it's not so bad. Like there are things in every single day that are good, whether it's something huge or just something small, like someone, you know, paid it forward at a Starbucks or something like that. So just those things are necessary to really reflect on and keep us um, in a good headspace, I think. Yeah, because I think it's so often that, and it's so common that you could have an amazing day and one bad thing happens and it's like, everything just went out the window because now <laughs> all you can think about is how terrible that one thing was. And so I think you're right. It's, the remem- it's remembering. It wasn't all bad. And, and whatever happened, like, I'm sure there's a lesson in there somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it might suck, of course. Life isn't always awesome, right? But it's like there's lessons in everything. And maybe it takes a couple of days or, you know, maybe it takes a while to figure out what the lesson was. But again, it's focusing on, you know, the one thing that works, the one thing that's like, oh yeah, I had some good things. Even if like, mm-hmm. the best thing you did that day was like, I took a really nice shower. <laughs> you know hey, what I mean? You know? Right. That's how, helps, you know? Like. Um, and I just wanted to add to another thing that I do, um, working with a different business coach, um, he suggested, and I'm actually really loving it is to have a tracker. Okay. So I have this like super long Excel document or whatever it is on Mac. Um, and I keep track of all these things. So I, in it's personal preference, but I, this is one thing that really holds me accountable to myself because this is a habit that I do every day. So I literally get on and I track everything from my meals. I am tracking if I'm posting on social media, any responses so I can start to understand like what works for people, what doesn't want work, what people want to see. I keep track of the different businesses and the finances and sort of the, the, how many clients I have. And I mean, I literally, I have this like super long list and every day for like 10 minutes, I just go in and I go to my little tracker. Um, you know, they say that a habit takes 21 days, but the reality is it's a minimum of 21 days. And yeah. it's, it's like up to, I forget, like a couple hundred days or something like that. And so another way I think that I hold myself accountable is to just first thing in the morning, I also hop right on and I do it for the day before. Cause I'm also looking at numbers and websites and that makes the fun stuff of the business that like you don't really like to do, but got to mm-hmm. do. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think that's a really important piece is to try to keep track of what you're doing so that you can learn from it. And again, you have, you can look back to see like, wow, I did all these really great things or these are things that I need to continue to work on. Yeah, that's really important. And for me, I do track things like, of course, like social media things and website traffic and things of like that, but I do it more so on a monthly basis. But I think even dropping down to a weekly basis would even help there. So I can kind of see what's working and what isn't, not necessarily over the course of a month, but even just in one week. So I can be like, okay, this, this is going good and this needs to be improved because over a month, it's like, 
you, it's harder to see what is actually doing the best because you do more than two things over a month. So it's hard to compare and contrast what is actually the thing that is working. So, you know, even dropping down to weekly or even daily would help with that as well. And it's cool that you don't just do like business tasks. You also do meals and just other things like that too. I think it's cool to see. It's like a little journal. Like you're seeing kind of what's going on every single day and you can look back and say, oh, cool. Like this is what I did on this day. And this is what I ate on this day kind of thing versus like, because if I looked back right now, I'd be like, what did I do last Wednesday? Good question. <laughs> yeah. And I think as a business owner, especially, I think, you know, your, your group is like newer business owners. And I think it's like when you have no idea what you're doing and you feel like you're spinning your wheels and you're like doing a million things and you're like, I don't actually know what is working and what's mm -hmm. not. I think it's really important to collect specific data. Like this yeah. is working. I know because I, I shared this post and I got, you know, and it's not about like, oh, how cool am I that people liked and shared and loved and commented, but it's really about, oh, it spoke to them, this mm -hmm. sense to them, or I wrote this blog post or, you know, whatever it is that you do in your business, right? I offered this product. People really responded. I think it's really important because it gives you data that you can collect that you're either going on the right track or that you're not. And you just keep dialing it in and keep figuring it out, you know? So I think it's really important to have that information. Um, and I was not like a data person, but I love it now. <laughs> I, I mean, I totally agree with that because you're able to see what works and what doesn't. So you can continue producing those things that your audience loves and resonates with instead of, you know, having all these things that bomb. Cause you know, if you launch a product and it doesn't do well, you're not going to want to launch it again in two months and not change your strategy. If it is something your clients want, then great. But you, if they didn't work the first time, you're going to have to make some big shifts to your strategy to make it actually work. Yeah. And it doesn't have to do with you. And I think that's the really funny part is so many clients, you know, come to me and they're like, Oh my God, I feel like such a failure. And it's like, it's actually not about you at all. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's about how, how are things, how are you showing up? Like, what are yeah. you offering? What, right. Like, change your messaging or share. Yeah, messages. exactly. Like if you're, if your client said, Hey, I really want this product and they don't end up buying it. Maybe it's the way you presented it. Maybe they want it in a different format. Maybe they want different messaging, et cetera, et cetera. It's just about tweaking and making sure that you are presenting it in the way that people want to see it. So, yeah. So why do you think it's important for business owners to make self-care priority in their lives? Um, you know, <clears throat> I really think because, I mean, kind of what we've touched upon throughout this, but I really think that the people can tell, you know, that how you show up, right? Like if I was sitting here and, and I was kind of tired and I was like, it's so nice to talk to you. Yeah, this is really fun. I love what I do. You can be like, really? Right? Like you touch that sense. Like, does she, she's like, I, I would want someone like a little more energetic, you know what I mean? And so it's like, and I'm not saying that from a judgy point, but it's just like something to think about. And so I think when you think about what does sustainability look like, right? And, and this is what I tell people. I'm like, you can't have a sustainable business if you're not happy and you're not healthy. Yeah. It's just not going to be sustainable long-term. And I think what's really important is as you're kind of figuring this out as a newer business person is... Again, like we mentioned, making it non-negotiable. And that's the thing is, I don't care if it's like, oh, I take five minutes in the morning to drink my coffee and just like sit, right? Like if that's your thing, good. But it's like, what's the one thing that connects you? Because we're, mm -hmm. we're getting pulled in all these directions. We have a 
freaking million thoughts in our mind, a million to-dos. People want things from, every, you know, from every one of you who have different responsibilities. It's like, you literally just like imagine popcorn just exploding yeah. everywhere and you're like, ah, this is my life. And so it's like, how can you take all that stuff and remember like who you are at your core? Because it's so easy to get lost in that chatter. Mm -hmm. and so I think that when you can take that time every day, again, it doesn't have to be this like hour long class, but whatever it is that is your thing, how can you prioritize and make the time for yourself so that you can recharge, you can reconnect to who you are, to connect to your why, to remember when things seem terrible, why are you doing this? And I think that when you start to put yourself first, just like you said, you're like, oh, on the days I go to the gym, I notice a difference, right? And it's like, just keep doing it and you'll see the impact. But mm -hmm. do a test, do a test. Keep a journal. See how things go, right? All the different things that you did every day for a week and see, see how, you, how your week went. Do it for another week and just every day make yourself a priority. Notice the difference, right? And so I think it's about, you'll start to slowly see, oh yeah, I actually did better that day because I was more energized because I took some time. You know, it's like you just get sucked into the computer after a while. <laughs> step away, again, take a walk, whatever, do your thing, and then come back you're refreshed and you're ready to go for the rest of the day. And I think that whatever your business is, whether it's an online business, whether you're selling products at a brick and mortar, you know, the end of the day, like I said, you're always going to have stuff to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's really important that you, you set boundaries, you set boundaries with yourself and everybody around you, because if not, the business will consume you because yeah. you, you let it. Yeah. Um, for me personally, since I'm a social media manager, I kind of have weirder hours. I mean, to my, to my clients, it's nine to five, but of course I'm usually doing work past that time because it's just, there are things that need to be done that aren't always going to fit in the cookie cutter nine to five type situation. But to my clients, it is nine to five. If they contact me after five, they, they may get a response, but they are not guaranteed a response until the very next morning because it's okay. like, although I'm still doing that client work, I need that space to get out of my email. So, you know, I'm still performing the tasks that need to be done, but just like getting out of my inbox is a huge thing. And setting those boundaries really helps, especially as an entrepreneur, because, you know, you don't, you, if you work from home, you're technically in your office all day, like even after the fact, because even when you leave your office, you're still at the place that you conduct business. So it's hard to turn off sometimes. So that's another thing that people need to realize is it's okay to not be present in your business 24 seven. Like you need some downtime, just like someone who works in nine to five gets that downtime whenever they leave work. So you need to build that into your schedule because it's not automatically there. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, like you said, my, my hours are different. So it's like, if you know that there's something coming up or a product launch or something like that, where you know, you're going to be working until nine o'clock at night, maybe that means that you don't start work until, you know, 10 or 11 or 12 or whatever, if you know, you're going to have a, a later day, but mm -hmm. I think you're right. It, it's never going to end. 
and you have to be the one to be really clear about the boundaries. And it's not a negative thing at all. It's really a positive because oftentimes what happens is people don't set boundaries and they're mad because they didn't and they wonder mm -hmm. why things turned out the way that they did, right? Well, why exactly. is this person asking, me, asking this of me? Or they should know I don't do that. Well, why? You didn't say that that's yeah. the rules, exactly. right? So I think it's about respecting and loving yourself en enough to know like, I love my business, I love what I do, but at the end of the night, like I shut it down. Like I don't schedule calls past, you know, I might have a call at seven, but that's it. You know, it's like, yeah. that's time for dinner. That's time to spend with my husband. Exactly. Like, those couple hours, you know, and kind of has to be non-negotiable. Yeah. I mean, of course I'll make exceptions for calls for people who work traditional nine to fives and can't do it, but that's not something that happens daily. It's just mm -hmm. like, you know, once you know, it's a case by case basis if that person can't make it during my actual hours. But yeah, I just try to unplug at least from my email and responding and actually dealing with clients at the time. Of course, a lot of the time I will respond just because I'm working anyway, but the people know that they are not guaranteed a response because as soon as they sign my contract, they get an auto email with a subcontract that has my welcome packet and that includes my business hours and the days that I'm not working and things like that so that they know when and I'm working and when I'm not. So it's not a mystery to them. And they're not like, oh, you don't work after this time? Technically, it's like, yeah, technically I might be working, but like I don't advertise it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's definitely something that's important to set boundaries from the get-go so you're not in those sticky situations where you're getting annoyed because someone's contacting you but you haven't actually specified your business hours totally and i think you know it's sometimes too like for me it's like sometimes i'll just shoot somebody an email or a message knowing like they like they say i'll get back to you tomorrow but, hey i'm letting you know i'm probably going to send it to you if it pops into my mind mm -hmm. i don't expect you to respond i'm just doing it while i'm thinking about it Exactly. So it, right? Like I never expected you, like I would never expect you to respond to an email at 10 at night, but I might just send it, send it out really quick because I'm like, oh, I just, while I'm thinking about it, I don't want to forget. Right. And you're mm -hmm. like over here, like, I can't believe she would do this. And, right. And we create these stories in our mind and it's like all this energy goes into like the why, the why, the why. And it's like, oh, just don't even bother. Like you only have a certain amount of energy. You want to make you want to conserve it and you want to use it for the good and you don't want to use it for all these like crazy things that you don't need. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. to good. <laughs> um, whenever that does happen to me, like I have to send an email at a weird time. I usually, I use boomerang to schedule it. So it will send in the morning so that the person doesn't think I'm a crazy person up at midnight sending an email because I am a night owl. So I am a uh, pretty late. So whenever I send emails, at midnight, technically, they don't go out until like nine in the next morning. So people think I'm the same human. <laughs> no, that's really smart. That's really smart. I'm like long in bed, but <laughs> <laughs> my but husband is too. We're uh, complete opposites. I'll get in bed and then he'll get up like three hours later because he wakes up at like 3 a.m. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah, now let's get into the three questions that I ask every single person that comes on the podcast. Totally. So, what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it? Mm. You know, for me, it really means freedom and flexibility. And I think that that's the other thing that we forget. It's like, mm -hmm. wait a minute, I created this, this job, this business exactly. 
so that I can have the flexibility and the freedom that if I want to take a long weekend, I can take a long weekend. If I want to take a couple of days off, I can do that. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. And so I think for me, it's about showing up in a way that feels good and authentic to me. Um, mm -hmm. Punching a clock was never something that really worked for me. I didn't love it. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't have an issue with authority, but it's really nice to be your own boss because yeah. I feel like for me, I'm in control of what I do and I can choose and it's manifesting my own destiny. And if mm -hmm. things aren't working, it's on me. I have no one else to blame. And I think mm -hmm. it's a really valuable tool. And so I love having that flexibility. I think it's really important. So uh, what was the second part of your question? Uh, what is your favorite part? Oh yeah, so that's it. So yeah, I think, I think really being an entrepreneur means doing the thing that lights you up and that makes you the most passionate mm -hmm. and doing it in a way that feels good to you because you're your own boss. So you make the rules and you do things that feel good and don't feel good. You know? I love that. I love that. It's definitely my reason to just, I mean, I get to pick who I get to work with and I get to pick my hours and things like that. So it's just really nice to be able to create your own path versus kind of having to do what your boss or any other higher ups tell you to do. So mm -hmm. no, yeah, not that I'm like a huge rebel and I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to listen to you, but it's just, you know, I've had bosses in the past that were super micromanaging and I didn't like that style of work. So that was really frustrating. So being able to kind of be my own person and not have to actually have someone looking over my shoulder for every little thing I do is really great. Um, so the next question, what is your favorite tool that you use in your business? It can be like a digital tool or like a physical tool, like a planner or something like that. Oh goodness. <laughs> um, well, I really like my tracking. Okay. Um, I find that to be really helpful. You know, I, I've tried the planner thing and it doesn't work for me. I mm -hmm. want it to work for me. It doesn't work for me. Um, so I really like the tracker because I get up every morning and I track what I did the day before. I track all my numbers. I track everything. And again, it just kind of sets the tone and helps me to realize like, okay, that's what happened yesterday. Great. I gain insight from it. Um, and, and that's like a man-made tool. So it's like, mm -hmm. you can decide how much or how little you want to track. Exactly. And um, yeah, so I, I think maybe that's really simple, but that's, that's yeah, no, I mean, whatever helps you and guides you in your business. Um, yeah, that's great. Um, and then lastly, who is your go-to business resource? This can be someone who is, you know, online, offline, an, another entrepreneur, like a family member. It doesn't matter. Just someone that you are really inspired by. Yeah. Well, I kind of have a lot. Um, like I said, I'm working with a coach now and I really like him a lot. And so he's kind of like my go-to person of the moment now mm -hmm. um, where it's like, this is what I have going on. And I have these questions, you know, um, help. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, um, you know, my husband's really helpful too in that he, he's not a coach. He's not a healer. He's not into health at all. And so I think he's a really great person to be able to go to because he, he calls me out of my shit mm -hmm. and that's what I want. I don't want somebody that's going to blow smoke at my butt, right? Like mm -hmm. I want someone that's going to tell me how it is. Exactly. And, and sometimes he does it to 
a fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you know, I feel like he really helps me hold, holds me accountable and it's helpful to me to have somebody that he's still going to love me. Um, you know, and so when I want somebody close, that's not going to bullshit me. I go to him mm-hmm. and I also have my coach. So I feel like those kind of two people, um, there's also like a group of people that I feel like I have conversations with pretty regularly that we, we share sort of our wins and our challenges with. And I think that's really important, um, to have those resources. Um, I'm also in a coaching supervision group. And so we're always learning from one another and different challenges that we've had with coach with various clients. So Mm -hmm. I think the takeaway for everyone that's listening to this is to create your tribe and to create people that I think different levels. So like create the people that are sort of in the same boat and at the same level that have understand. So they understand where you're coming from, but then also have people that are further along in the process that can sort of help catapults you towards the growth because if you're always with these people that are in this like negative not moving forward space it's gonna be really hard to move forward so I think it's really important to surround yourself by multiple people yeah you need both those people who are already successful and those that are in the thick of it with you to really help you move forward because the people who are on the same level as you aren't going to have the insight that someone who already has been through it Mm -hmm. for sure yeah, that's great. Well, tell yeah. everyone where they can find you, your website, and maybe some of your social channels, that kind of thing. Cool. And are you, just before I say that, are you going to post somewhere yeah. so they see the visual? Yeah, so I'm going to okay. put it all in the show notes as well, but just doing it audio as well. Cool. Okay. So my name is, so my website is my name and it's www.catherinefordrichter.com. Um, I say that so you can get the spelling down below. Um, and my email is the same thing. So it's info at katherinefordrichter.com. I'm also on Instagram. It's just my name, Catherine Ford Richter. Um, and I have a Facebook page as well. Um, Catherine Ford Richter self-care coach. So awesome. I try to keep it very, uh, <laughs> easy. Easy very easy. It's my name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was so great having you as a guest and I really enjoyed talking about self-care with you and um, yeah. Well, thank you. This was so fun. And if anyone ever has any questions or comments, feel free to shoot me an email, send me a message. And I'm, I, it's like my thing. I love talking about it. So <laughs> I would be more than happy to answer any questions or hop on a call with anyone. And same for you, Jenny. If anything ever comes up, don't hesitate to reach out and just be like, girl, I know you're my girl. And I know you can tell me this. Like, let's talk. So. <laughs> of course. Well, thank you again. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all of the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode 18. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.